You are now tuned in to the sounds of Big Nate Sports Talk. It's on all the time, anytime. You are now. You are now tuned in to the sounds of Big Nate Sports Talk. It's on all the time, anytime. tuned in to big nate sports talk the show that's on all the time anytime be sure to like comment and subscribe for all content and now ladies and gentlemen your host nathan snell bring your sport cut it off i am having a very bad day i am in no mood This, today, is one of the worst days that I've had in a long time. I'm not in the mood to play with anybody. I mean, damn it. I'm ticked off. Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is your host, uh, Nathan Snell of Big Mate Sports Talk Podcast. Um, I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're all having a great Tuesday. Hope the weekend was well for you. Hope the week is well is off to a good start for you. This is episode uh, 11 of the podcast, third, season 13, Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast. And um, in this video, we are painfully uh, recapping the Baltimore Ravens versus Cincinnati Bengals. But before we get into that, there's a few things I want to say up front. Uh, as I've stated, I reiterate again, um, all of these episodes will, will be episodes will be recorded until after the Super Bowl. Um, WNBA free agency is off to a hot start. Uh, we will get into that in probably about another couple days. Um, after this episode, I will have we'll break down the other games that occurred this weekend, um, particularly Sunday last night. Tom, Tom Brady 
losing to those that team in Dallas. Um, just recapping the wildcard weekend. And um, this upcoming week, I will preview the divisional round. Um, and Maryland, of course, men's and women's. Um, that's pretty much the plan. Um, we do have a off-season, uh, well, end of the season uh, press conference tomorrow with the Baltimore Ravens. I will actually um, go live and live stream that. Um, so that would be tomorrow, about 2.30 in the afternoon. Um, I mean, and honestly, that's about it uh, that's going on for this week. Um, I don't have anything else planned uh, for episode-wise, but uh, let's just get into it. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens, it was round two uh, after facing them last week, uh, fell short. There was a couple miscue. Oh, not, I don't even say miscue. There were, I'd say there was one. The Baltimore Ravens lost 24 17. What was that? What the hell was that? I'm sorry the H words and the D words aren't appropriate over the airways, but it's going to be today. I, I don't know how much more of this I can take. How in God's name? Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's over. Um, I'm actually kind of glad the season is over. Um, you know, we were down, you know, early we were down two possessions. Um, we fought. Um, a lot of people <laughs> picked the Bengals. Um, I picked them because it's, I mean, I picked the Ravens because, I mean, it's obviously my team, but, um, I knew it was going to come. I knew since he was going to win the game. Um, there were a couple things that hurt us. Um, I, I thought that the Ravens for three quarters um, held their own. Um, you know, we did all the right things. But once again, uh, we this year, if you've paid attention, we hurt ourselves, um, and it shows. Um, you know, I, I said it in the preview video. It was going to come down to the offense being the key. Uh, the Ravens' the defense was going to hold its own. I mean, we held them to 17 points as a defense. Only seven other seven points came from that that stupid turnover that we're going to get into a little bit. But, I mean, other than that, I thought Baltimore uh, played well. Um, I mean, the game plan, you, you can say what we want. But, I mean, that we lost. And there's really nothing I can really take from this loss saying, eh, okay. I mean, we put ourselves in a position to win. Um, you know, we were down nine, nothing early. You know, we had... 23 third, it was a 23 to 18 first downs. We had 130 total more yards. We won the time of possession by, I think, about five and a half minutes. Uh, and I mean, they really had no, they had, offensively, they had no answers. They couldn't really figure us out. Um, I think they definitely put 
Um, I think we, I think Mike McDonald put has really made it difficult for Joe Burrow to beat us. You know, that to me, um, I, I thought the key was make him beat you, make Cincinnati offensively beat you by throwing the ball, whether it's underneath or quick throws. Um, if you think about it, none of their catchers, whether it was Hayden Hurst, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, or Jamar Chase, nobody had a reception for 20 more yards Sunday night. Um, and, you know, if you look at it, for us, if you take away the two turnovers, Huntley, Huntley did okay. Um, I... I This came down to coaching. Um, you know, while you left, I thought the injury bug hit them. You know, they lost, uh, you know, Jonah Williams. He went down. Uh, that's the third injury to the offensive line that's really now at this point. Um, it's now starting to show its depth. Because um, on paper, um, that's their offensive line. I'm surprised it got to the Super Bowl. Um, I still think Joe Burrow was sacked, had a good amount of sacks this year. Um, I mean, defensively, uh, since then, did, did, did some did a couple things. Um, I mean, the young guys stepped up too for, for, for them. Um, I mean, there's really nothing you can really possibly say. I think the, the play of the game was the Sam Hubbard play. Um, other than that, I mean, I wasn't really too impressed with him. Um, I, I mean, I think when you watch them next, this upcoming Sunday, I'm curious to see how, with the injuries, and see um, how they prepare for against Kansas City. I, I'm, I'm curious to see that. Um, special teams. They didn't really do a good job as well on Cincinnati. I think they went into a, we were, we were up ten nine, um, so they didn't do well. Um, they gave up a lot of, they gave us some chuck plays. I mean, they you had the Gus Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, the, the Mark Robinson touchdown. Um, I, I'm really curious to see how they look. Um, I'm sorry, they don't play Kansas City. They play Buffalo. Um, and that should be interesting because there's going to be a lot of adjustments that I'm I'm just not so I'm just not sold on. Um, but we we do have to talk about what happened. Um, so we all know what occurred. Uh, we 98 yards, and um, obviously the play. It's obviously you know it's a quarterback sneak. Um, the play is designed for the quarterback to go under, not over. And you've got a 240-pound running back behind you, and they're supposed to push you um, to get the yardage. Tyler Huntley decides to take the ball and literally reach over and act as if he broke the plane. And what ends up happening is you see one of the defenders 
take the ball out of his hand, like smack it as he was getting blocked. And the fumble. Mm-hmm. I can't defend that. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to say to that? Couple questions. Um, in the post game, I I did not like John throwing Tyler under the bus. Uh, my question is, J.K. Dobbins had touched the ball twelve times. If we are a running first team, according to our philosophy, last time I checked, you got a two hundred and forty pound running back behind you. Why are we not giving him or J.K. the ball? And, and, and also, too, in that situation, he really thought he broke the pylon. He was nowhere near it. And I, I really thought that that was the game. Um, and also, too, I, I have to give Mark Andrews credit. I mean, I, I will never um, question him as a player because he, he – Gave up on the play and he hustled. Um, if he, I think he would have stopped him if he had not, if he had not fell. Um, but I knew the game was over then because we just didn't touch the the red zone after that. Um, and 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 also too, I I, I got I have to question our, our coaching staff. You know our our co- our our clock management this year. And I'm sorry, excuse my language, has to have been the shittiest clock management I have ever seen watching this football team. I, you had, so you had the 11-yard reception by J.K. Dobbins. You had two timeouts with over a minute remaining, ladies and gentlemen, at the 17-yard line. This is how I know you're going to lose your job. You have a minute. You have a, caught the ball. A minute's and change. Remember the pass was just, was just to Demarcus Robinson after the J.K. Eleven yard reception on their seventeen. Does not call a timeout. Two timeouts. And what bothered me is is that they went into a huddle. And they drew up an incomplete. They drew up a play. It was an incomplete pass to Mark Andrews. Then you had the running the ball with less than 18 seconds, 20 seconds. Justice Hill only got four yards, but Kevin Zeitler was flagged for holding. Now we're at our own 20. Now we're back at the 27-yard line. We went back 10 yards with over 20 seconds. You had th- you had about 40, 40 seconds that you had. Why did you not call a timeout? Why did you not go no huddle? It, like the clock only stopped when there was incompletions or when it was we went out of bounds. Like we had a full minute with seven with seventeen yards. We had two timeouts. If we had used one of those timeouts, we we listen. We wasted valuable time. And the the last play of the game, he he chucked it up. 
he he was force. He was off balance the way he threw it, and I can't defend that. What do you want me to say to that? So somebody has to go. I, I'm I'm sorry. You, you can't. You you I as a Ravens, I can't defend that. I can't defend. You had two timeouts and not once did you use your clock, your timeouts. That's that's hor that's horrendous clock management. You, you can't do that. <laughs> and and not not only that, Greg Roman knows that. Harbaugh knows that. And I and I've noticed this and, and I'm really, really thinking. And I've had this theory for quite some since the beginning of the season. The clock intentionally goes low, as I feel like Greg Roman waits for a certain amount of time to go down. That way, Lamar Jackson or Huntley cannot change the play at the line. Of I sport. mean, this is some bad stuff. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what I'm gonna say. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know how much more this I can take. I, I, I. Just don't know. This is ridiculous. I, I, ooh, oh Lord. I, 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 I really that that's my theory, because if you've paid attention, like we're going to the line with like less than ten seconds. My question is. In that span of time, why did you not call a timeout? Especially when after the first, after the Demarcus Robinson catch. That's my question. I mean, if we had a timeout, do we score? Or two? I don't know. But that that was horrible. That was horrendous play calling clock management I ever saw. That was absolutely disgusting. I mean, you can put a bow on it and saying, hey, like, have you come in? It, it came down to a couple miscues. That rough in the punter call, I think that was ticky-tack, but he didn't run into him. I think the punter kind of sold it. Um, you know, <laughs> I I don't know what else I can say. It was a good it was a good try. I mean, it's I, I'm glad the season's over. I, I I truly am. Um, and I definitely didn't want to speak on this too. Um, I was watching Fox Sports, Michael Vick, uh, the great Charles Woodson. I can't remember who else was on that show, um, on that panel, and. I'm basically I'm just paraphrasing it. Um, Michael Vick is somebody who I have respect for. Is one was one of my favorite quarterbacks growing up. Um, but this this notion that Lamar Jackson is holding out and um, you know he did all these things. Let let let's stop that um, because I, I I saw. Robert Griffin III, 
after when he was in Washington and playing the Baltimore Ravens, one that we lost that game. Halodinata hit him right in his knee. That man played on one leg against Seattle, carried that team. And the team knew good and damn well. Mike Shanahan knew good and damn well he should not have been out there. If we put Lamar Jackson out there, same probably same injury, and he reaggravates it. Are you saying that then? Bullshit. Bullshit. I, I'm sorry. I, I I thought what he said was I, I didn't agree with that. I'm not going to risk any. I'm not going to risk my franchise quarterback of aggravating that injury more. Would it have been nice if he traveled with, traveled with the team? Sure, but he was getting treatment. I, I think <laughs> one thing that bothers me is I, I, I'm convinced that people just don't want Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, and, and that's fine. But it's another when we start questioning legitimate the legitimacy of a, of, a, of a man's injury. I mean, you had guys in the locker room that were saying, well, he was around here limping 67%. He, I wish he would have played. I'm not putting him out there. If that's the case, then Gus Edwards should have played with a concussion. Hell, Miami Dolphins, Tua's had three concussions. If that's the case, then Tua should have been out there Sunday against the Bills. And that risk, oh, that's further injury for Tua. No, did the right thing saying you're not playing. Five weeks. The end we thought it was. Now I I look at John Harbaugh. Harbaugh kind of downplayed it. If you paid attention the last about two weeks, them asking Harbaugh is getting sensitive. Harbaugh, John Harbaugh is he can get sensitive when 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 you check him about certain stuff, you ask him. It's documented. I I I respect him as a head coach, but he can get sensitive. So I mean, <laughs> I support him not being not not playing because I'm not risking further injury. That's I mean the fact that we had guys in the locker room really kind of saying he if, we, if he was out there would have made a difference. Doesn't matter. Ne- next man up, you still had you, you were one you were one play. <laughs> From from winning, from tying the game, going overtime. But the backup thought it was okay to take the ball. <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? Look, I, I, I get it. He, he he he. Lamar is a dynamic player. He changed the game. But the next man up, y'all. Oh, well, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm pissed. I, I, I really am pissed because that, I, I cannot believe we had people in the media and then people, uh, on the team saying he should have been out there or we wish he was out there. No. Uh, I don't Incoming know. message. Thoughts are running through my mind. Someone took some time to find a minute or two to organize.
Okay, so <clears throat> now that the season is over, um, tomorrow they're having an end of the season, season press conference. I will go live and I will stream it from my channel. Um, as we prepare for the off season, um, I'm going to address this once and I'm going to, this is the last time I will address it uh, because I have gotten this question so many times. Um, I, I am drained from answering the question. I've been very, I, you know, as somebody who's no longer with us, who used to be on YouTube, repetition is the mother of skill. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson. At this point, it's in the hands of him, Steve Bishotti, Eric DaCosta. Um, I'm confident that there will be some type, there, there will be an agreement. Um, I, I, I'm convinced that um, the media and others just don't want Lamar in Baltimore. Um, I'm aware of what's been happening in the last few years in Baltimore, what they have surrounded him with. And um, I would, I, I honestly, I'm disappointed. I, I really hope that this, this, this year has forced the Costa and those guys to to really change some things, um, because this off season um, really, truly um, determines the future of the Baltimore Ravens. And um, this, again, that's the only, this is the last time I'm addressing Lamar Jackson in the contract. I believe that they will get a contract negotiated because at number one, we, we don't know what they offered him at the beginning of the season. Um, we don't know that. And I'm very, very sort of just disappointed to see the different that have been going left and right. And also, too, Lamar, he, he's not handling it. He's not all in the and stuff like that. You're all in and you're all out, plain and simple. Um, but that's going to conclude the episode. Um, thank you for tuning in to Big Nate Sports Podcast. Be tuned in for, for future episodes. Like I said, I'll have the wild card, rest of the wild card weekend up, um, as well as the Maryland videos, and we'll have the division uh, re preview up as well. So until then, uh, please like, comment, and subscribe. I will catch you guys on the flip side. Y'all have a good night. Stay up. I ran away from heartbreak. Got nothing in return for my pain. I never thought I'd be so empty, so alone and afraid. Wasn't looking for a lover Nobody understood where I've been I guess I thought I needed more time To protect my love from potential offense So I... you for tuning in to Big Nate Sports Talk. If you enjoyed that episode and you want to see more content, be sure to like, 
comment, and subscribe. Bring your sports game on Big Nate Sports Talk. It's on all the time, anytime. Thank you. And you help me retain my sanity. Thank you. I want to thank you. And I want to thank you. All I want to do is say thank you. For everything you do.